3: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.
0: You're listening to the Dana and Parks podcast on KMBZ.
2: All right, welcome back. Uh, by the way, this is uh, relatively new stuff from Journey
4: here on the Dana and Parks program. I thought it seemed weird that I had never heard of a song by Journey.
0: You know,
2: he uh... sounds just like Steve Perry.
0: Yeah,
5: I know. It's astonishing. Here, turn him
2: up. Sam, turn this up. It's got a little bit it's, of a
5: hard rock edge close, to it's it. It's close. It's
2: not exact. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah. Close enough. Close enough. Um, by oh, the way, uh, Lionel Messi is coming to town in April. Mm-hmm. The world's greatest soccer player.
5: Mm-hmm. One of, if not the greatest ever.
0: If you don't have season tickets and you just want to go because he's there, how, how much?
4: 65 bucks. Okay. For the very, 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 very,
2: okay. very yeah. back. Row. Let, let, that let, little
0: let, dot <laughs> way down yeah. there is wait, yeah. no, that dot, no, so wait.
2: So I have season tickets and I went online today because the pre sale for season ticket holders went today at 10 o'clock. Okay. And I got online because, you know, they moved the game from Sporting Park out to Arrowhead for the April game. I think it's April 13th or whatever day. I can't remember. Um, It's it's a Saturday. The kids were hitting me up last night. Oh, my God. (laughs) Phone was ringing off the hook. Hey, Dad. Hey, Dad. Popular guy, are you? Oh, yeah. All of a sudden, you know, now <laughs> Dad's got season tickets to sporting and Lionel Messi's coming to town.
5: This is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, so, I think, for so many and, people.
2: And recognizing that exactly what you said is true, that this is a one in a once-in-a-lifetime chance where the greatest soccer player that maybe ever lived is going to be in our city. Yeah. I went online and I bought four tickets this morning. Hmm. Uh, Aside from the two that I've already got. Good. $480, and we will be needing Kleenex because we are nosebleed.
5: Each of them? No. Oh, okay.
2: Whew. $480 for four tickets, and we are in the upper rafter. Well, you can say you were there. You can get some merch. Well, now, wait a minute. (laughs) Now, my tickets are still going to be same line of sight. I'm down low. The kids... You guys yeah. are upstairs. Well, well, they
4: say you're going to be same line of sight. Right. Have you gotten the now, tickets now, yet?
2: Now, now, in fairness, so I bought the I bought the kids the cheapest tickets I could find. Mm-hmm. They were eighty bucks. Yep. Upper Upper bowl is eighty bucks. Okay. Lower bowl, decent fifty yard line, hmm. five hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Woo! And that was on the pre-sale. That was on the pre-sale. 480 bucks a piece.
5: So, of course we support Sporting, but you kind of want to see Lionel Messi do his thing, right?
0: I hope he doesn't get hurt right out of the gate like Aaron Rodgers did. <laughs> what if he doesn't play? You're talking at all? about a
5: bicycle kick? <laughs> well, just to see him. I just want to see him play. Yeah, to to you want to see him excel. Come on, to it's be able to, it's see to Lionel say Messi. you
2: were there. It, it, it's it's literally to say I was in the I same, was there. I mean, he is the Wayne Gretzky he is the Michael Jordan. Yep. He is the Tom Brady of his sport. Yeah, he is. He is the greatest. He he may be the greatest soccer player of all time. And we have a Chiefs game coming up
4: this Saturday, and it's going to be frigid cold out at the tundra at Arrowhead Stadium. You want to guess what the tickets are going
2: for right now? Negative ten on the wind chill at the start of the game. I don't,
0: th- I don't think the tickets are that expensive because it's so cold. I I mean, I'd, look, I'd, I'd, I'd rather watch it from, I'd
2: rather
4: watch it from home.
0: No way am I standing out in that. No
4: way. Section 306, row 15, 55 bucks a pop right now.
0: 55 bucks. steal. Get them while they're hot, people. (laughs) What what is it, 2007? 55 bucks, which is going to be 60 (laughs) degrees warmer than the temperature.
2: 1985, what, did we just draft Todd Blackledge? I'm liking this. And all
5: you need is some heavy-duty winter wear.
2: I'm telling you right now, and I, I love the Chiefs. Don't get me wrong, okay? I can't wait for that game on Saturday night. I am going to be watching that from the comfortable confines. Yes. Of you could not pay me. I am trying to think how much you would actually have to pay me to, to sit out to there to sit in the stands on Saturday night.
5: I would think that would be a pretty easy bargain to make. I mean,
2: uh, I hate being cold. Well, well, I hate still. It. N- 10 degrees below 0? No i give you $10,000. Saturday
5: night.
0: I will tell you this. Eh, I,
5: yeah, you know what I'm saying. I mean, I attended one of the <laughs> Tem- playoff games Tempor- with my son Tempor- two years ago,
0: a year ago. I don't even remember. Temporary Last discomfort, year. and it was in the coldest climate I had ever been in the outdoor seats. 24 I, yeah, and sleeting. I, I have never I been anywhere that oh, cold I for a that game, game. Right? I, I will tell you that. this. I went out and bought an appropriate coat, not a fashion coat, an appropriate like you're scaling Everest long coat. I brought my good boots and we had I have that hand warmer pack that I use when I play golf and I have mm. the um, little uh, electronic hand warmers. Yeah, We took all of those things and I was fine. And I thought I would be miserable. But if you take, you know, that with the potato girl took the heated potato. If you take something like that, it's really not as bad as you think it is. And it was, wasn't it sleeting on us that day too, Sam? Yeah.
4: It was miserable. I remember I took my poncho off about 15 different times because I thought it was done sleeting. Yeah. And then I put it back on because yeah. it was still sleeting.
5: If wow. you prepare for standing outside and sub-zero temperatures for hours at a time, you'll be okay.
0: Unless your plane crashes into the Andes and no one is coming to rescue you. Well, Somebody well, goes down. You just double that one back? Then it becomes a movie. I'm, I'm just, just saying I can't stop thinking about that. it. How long would I last in the frigid cold without food? The, the answer is 45 seconds and then I would fling myself off that mountain.
5: We're going to be eating fish, not people. I, well, I, don't go far because we might need to put you on ice. I'm, so. not,
2: <laughs> I'm not even mad. I'm actually impressed that you just literally linked that topic. My brain works in very weird ways, Scott. Back to last hour's. A very brief discussion about cannibalism. I'm a multitasker. 913-586-7798. 586-7798.
0: I have a story for Scott Parks today uh, that comes to you from the New York Times. And I think we will take calls on this. The headline reads, while writing checks. How much do you need to know, Scott? Because writing checks can be risky. Here's how to protect yourself. Here are some of the questions we're going to tackle for you. Should you keep a separate checking account just for writing checks? Is there a specific pen you should use? (laughs) American consumers and businesses wrote 11.2 billion checks in 2021. You want to guess how many we wrote at the start of the century? 11.2 billion in 2021. Down from. Wait,
2: wait, wait. 11.2 billion two years ago. Yep. And you're asking me what. How many do we write 21 years ago? Yep. 11.2 billion. I'm going to say 30 point. Check that. 33.6 billion. Chance.
0: Not a bad guess. We are down at 11.2 billion from 42 billion at the start of the century. And there's a reason why uh, there is something now called Venmo. Uh, there are a hundred other ways to get money places that you need to go, uh, auto deposit, direct deposit.
2: Don't trust but any But people
0: of still write checks to pay rent predominantly, to pay their mortgage, which is what you do, Scott. And the New York Times tackled this. Is there something to keep in mind to keep your check safe if someone steals it and tries to wash it? And there are a couple things you can do if, like Scott, you do not want to join the rest of us in the year 2024.
4: <laughs> if you wish to remain in 1987...
0: We've got those tips for you straight ahead.
4: Okay. Uh, by the way, quick breaking news. Uh, this from PFF College Football on Twitter. Alabama head coach Nick Saban retiring.
2: Oh, oh whoa. retiring. Whoa. Really? That's what didn't, it says right Alabama here. Alabama lost, Shock. didn't they? They did lose. Yeah. Was
0: they, he going to be fired and they no, allowed him no, to retire? No, because
2: no, they made the college playoff. All right. There was no way he was getting fired. Says here it was initially
4: reported by Chris Lowe of ESPN.
2: Nick Saban is retiring as the head coach at Alabama. I'll be damned. 913-586-7798. We'll get to the uh, <laughs> check-writing habits of Americans in just a moment here on Dan and Parks. So over the weekend, I may or may not have been at that awesome KU TCU game, 83-81 at Incredible. Allen Fieldhouse. It
0: was awesome. A little controversy at the end there, but it's all good. There was no
2: controversy if you were there. <laughs> flagrant foul. It was uh, totally flagrant. Uh, KU looks like they may be moving up to number one. Wow. Because last night, and you can thank my Nebraska Cornhuskers for this. Uh-huh. The number one team in the country, Purdue, was defeated last night, and in fine fashion, 88 to 72. oh 88 to 72. Purdue went down to the Nebraska Cornhuskers last night. Oh. Well, thank you for that. KU is positioned now to move into first place. Booyah. <laughs> That's right. Gonna write a check for your tickets next time. <clears throat> No, because I got those for free.
0: From the New York Times. Are there certain practices to keep in mind when writing checks? Uh, This is a return to the basics, but it is worth revisiting. When writing the payee's name, use the entire line. Oh. Or draw a line to the end so no one can add an additional name or more information. I didn't know that. I knew that you're supposed to draw the line after the numbers. But if I'm writing a check to, uh, well, let's just say Scott Parks, which I wouldn't do, but let's say I did... I didn't know you were supposed to write Scott Parks on the payee line and then draw a line after Scott Parks and a line after the numbers. Yeah, most
2: amateurs don't.
0: Hmm. Don't tell me you do that. Do you do that? No. See? (laughs) All right, we're all learning something together here. Uh, Signing your checks the same way every time is also essential. Um... Meaning, and this will happen to you, if you're in college and you go to a bar and you try to write a check back in, I don't know, 1993 uh, to the sandbar, uh, the bank will call you the next day and go, we can't read any of this. How drunk were you? And I will go, whoops, sorry, I'll come down. It was me and fix that check.
2: Boy, that almost sounds like a true story.
0: Yeah. Uh, also remember, when you write a check out to cash, anyone can use it. Avoid doing that altogether. Do not ever write out a check to cash. Dumb, dumb, yeah, dumb. Duh. Okay. What's the best pen to use when writing checks? Black. First, let's back up and explain why pens matter, they write. Thieves steal checks from the mail and then wash the ink off using materials as basic as nail polish remover, leaving the signature untouched. Criminals then usually rewrite the checks to their own accounts or sell them on the dark web. No pen is completely fail safe, but gel pens are the safest bet. Unlike ballpoint pens, whose ink sits on top of the paper, gel is much more difficult to wash because it penetrates the fiber of the paper. Mm. Sam, you're going to have to help us here. Is gel a Sharpie?
2: Uh, no, that is no, not a no, gel pen. No, a gel pen but is— But wouldn't a Sharpie also— this, this is a gel pen.
0: Okay, but wouldn't a Sharpie also bleed into the paper?
4: Uh, If you use like a regular Sharpie pen, no, there's not
2: enough ink.
0: No, I use like the, I mean, the big fat Sharpie that you sign an autograph. Absolutely bleed.
2: Yeah. This is ballpoint. Yeah. This is gel.
0: Okay. I'm telling you right now, if it is true that the Sharpie, normal Sharpie that you would sign a football with if you were Patrick Mahomes, a big Sharpie, if that also bleeds into the paper, which I believe it does, that I always write my checks with a Sharpie. What? I write a lot of stuff. I love the fat Sharpie. How do they sign the back? Uh, Well, it doesn't bleed all the way in through. I suppose it could. It doesn't? Mm-mm. No. no. You
2: write checks with a Sharpie?
0: Yeah, and now that I've read this, I'm going to do it that way every time. Because if they steal your mail and they have six checks in front of them and five are written in ballpoint pen and one is written in a Sharpie, th- it's like seeing an ADT sign on the outside of your house. They're not going to mess with it
4: but it's essentially the difference between dyeing the page or rolling on ink on top of it.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, Are there any banks that have extra protections in place, like flagging a weird check? There are. Not all banks do this, but some do, and they just offer a couple of examples. It doesn't mean if I'm not mentioning the bank, they don't. Capital One contacts customers via text, email, or phone when it notices it's unusual in amount, I'm guessing. Bank of America will also reach out when it detects a quote out of character check. So if you write checks for your mortgage, that's going to be the same amount for the most part uh, right. for a year. And,
2: and write to Evergy and Kansas right. Gas.
0: That whatever. they probably don't flag that. Right. But if they get one that says to uh, Prince so and so
2: for two thousand dollars, yes, they're going to flag it. Uh,
0: it says contact your bank and see if it offers anything.
2: What was the last time you similar? wrote? When was the last time you wrote a check? <sighs> Um, are we talking months? Or are we talking? No,
0: months? I've written six in the six months that I have my brand new car because the bank that that loan went through cannot figure out how to get my app up and running so that I can just do it online. And I drive past the bank on my way into work. So I've just been driving in. I've gotten to know the teller. I'm like, hey, see? I'm the only person in there. You're regular, Scott. I'm like, the only I, person in I, there for months.
2: I went in there yesterday to pay my mortgage. Oh, and they get I, so excited. I walked up to the counter and they go, Scott, how are you? It's good to see you. Don't yeah. you think
0: they and feel like it's either going to be shummy. Scott Parks or a bank robber? It's one or the other. Because okay, ain't excited. nobody else going into the bank.
2: They get excited because
4: they get to clear the tumbleweed off the desk.
0: Yeah, I know.
4: The little bowl of candy there, I
0: wouldn't trust it. That bowl of candy's been there since 1998.
2: They're going, job security! What about the kids' stickers? (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) How long have they been there? Would you like a lollipop? Since I was a kid?
0: Uh, Listen to this. Some readers suggested that you keep a separate account just for check writing. Okay? Rick Stutman of Boston turned to that strategy after one of his checks was stolen and washed, even though he made sure to mail it from inside his local post office. He holds two checking accounts. One is used for direct deposit only in online banking. The other is just a very small balance to cover checks he cannot avoid writing. Quoting here from uh, Richard, it is a small nuisance, but I have the comfort of knowing that I will never be out more than a few hundred dollars at a time if it happens smart, again. It's probably, yeah.
2: it's probably a smart play. 913-586-7798, 586-7798. Sam Stevie the third. she is Dana Wright. My name is Scott Parks. One more tip
0: when we get back. We're going to carry this over to 430, because I know a lot of you do this. It
2: says the new do not do with checks. 913-586-7798. Call from mom.
0: Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy.
2: You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medella is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how to answer this question on the text line uh, from 1445. I am 22 years old. And I don't know how to write a check. Is that bad? <laughs> no. No. Not necessarily. My kids would go,
0: uh, tell me what I do again.
2: I, I remember when when I was in the clink, um, and I went into the clink. When you go into rehab, for those of you who have never been, you normally don't get a warning. Okay. But you normally just get taken to rehab. Got it. And so I end up getting taken to rehab, and while I'm in rehab... Sarah calls me, and she's like, yeah, bills are starting to pile up here at the house. What do Dad? I do here? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm not kidding. She's like, yeah, Dad, uh, we're starting to get bills here at the house. You know, I can't do anything from the clink. And I go, well, baby, you're going to have to write some checks. Sarah, 22 years old. Uh, exactly. Yep. Yeah. I go, go into the office. Mm-hmm. I had to, I, I literally had to walk her through how to write a check. We ended up doing FaceTime. And I'm like, okay, right there says pay to the order of. Yeah. Okay, right? Ever right. G. <laughs> Now,
4: other than the checks that I filled out with my mom to teach me how to write checks, I've never written a check in my life.
2: Are I've you never, serious? I've
4: never owned a checkbook.
2: See, I, I just find
4: this fascinating.
0: Don't don't you want to have it just in case you need it?
4: For what purpose? Uh if the I, banking I, system falls I and I, I can't don't use my app. I don't think they're going to take my check. Uh,
2: Short of just out of pure preference, I can't think of a reason why I would need to ever write a check. Okay. I I just happen to prefer it. I prefer to write checks. And so I do. All right. But I don't write checks for my mortgage. I just go into the bank and pay it.
0: Here is something, according to the New York Times, you absolutely should not do. The USPS (laughs) says that depositing (laughs) mail inside your local post office or... Handing it to a postal carrier is your safest bet. If you must mail an important or large payment, it might be wise to pay for tracking. Certified mail, for example, uh, with a signature that has to be done as a safeguard. Here is something you absolutely should not do. Some residential mailboxes still have those little flags that, when raised, signal to postal carriers that you'd like them to collect your outgoing mail. Those have now gone by the wayside, Scott, as something helpful to use. Do not put that little flag up. It says that is an open invitation to thieves, that there's something in there that you need mailed out. Empty your mailbox frequently. Do not leave mail inside overnight, and do not put the flag up anymore. They're going to come to get your mail do anyway. Do not put no. the flag up. You're basically putting the flag up to say, come get my mail, and the postal carrier's like, I do that every day.
4: But how do they Fair know point. to look in there for mail instead of just shove the mail that you got in because there? Because when they, they, they open it up head to head. shove,
0: they
2: when they open it up to shove mail in there, they'll see that there's mail in there that needs to go out.
0: Yes.
4: Hmm.
2: All right.
0: Oh yeah.
4: I don't know how that one's going to stop them from washing your checks, but well, I well, if you
0: pay with a sharpie, hand it directly over, get a certified mail, or what. Uh, don't put that little flag up.
2: I think those are just things you can do. Uh, from the text line, at my business, we only accept checks or cash. We do not accept Wow. Because then I have to pass the fees on to my clients. Wow.
4: Okay. What's up with more and more places not accepting cash at all?
2: Which, by the way, I thought, and, and maybe I'm wrong. I'm glad you brought that up, Samuel. I am done with businesses when I try to hand them a $5 bill and they say, I'm sorry, we only take, we only take card. I thought you legally had to accept cash. I thought you legally had to accept
0: stamps because that's also legal tender. You ever tried to pay with something with stamps? Please go do that and
2: report back. Pay with
0: stamps? I think stamps are legal tender in these United States. Try, so that, run,
2: try running that by a 20-year-old no, so at the coffee shop. <laughs> go into uh, your barista
0: and be like, 60, I have 60 cents and a book of stamps. 180. I think they're supposed to take it. No, I'm being serious.
2: $3. There you go. There's
0: $3 in stamps. I'll take my coffee. I'm telling you, I'm pretty sure they're supposed to take it.
4: Uh, generally, no.
0: Yes, it's legal tender.
4: The money paid to purchase the postage at the post office is legal tender, but you cannot deposit stamps into the bank.
0: Well, you can't deposit them into the bank. But
2: she's but- arguing you could use it to buy your $5 Starbucks. That, 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 because a stamp right now is 60 cents, right? Right. Right. So, Dana's argument is I could go in with a book of stamps, which is 10, okay, which is theoretically $6. Right. And order for Dana, Dana, Dana Frappuccino, Frappuccino Dana the master. And then Dana walks up with her book of stamps. Yes. And says, Thank you very much. Don't spend it all in one place. I'll, I appreciate the coffee.
4: Uh, basically everything I'm reading says that they are not legal tender because if that were the case, you could buy forever stamps. You could buy a thousand forever stamps, never use them and then when the price of stamps go up well, these forever stamps that I bought for 35 cents are now worth 75.
2: It's an investment. Hmm. How do I feel about this? (laughs) You don't feel very good. I think it's odd, (laughs) but I don't
0: think they should bar
2: it. Wait a minute.
0: Are you? I'm just saying it's wait tender that is produced
2: and given out by the United States federal government. Okay, I, I just so we rewind the tape enough and and let's play it forward. Okay. I, mm-hmm. The woman who makes fun of me and routinely over the last I don't know yeah. dozen years or so has mocked me yes. for writing checks. Yes. Now thinks that one should be able to walk into a Starbucks. And drop down a book of stamps I don't think and then walk out with your cup of coffee? I don't think
0: it is the preferable way to do things, but I think one could if one was in a pinch.
4: Oh, I'm gonna tell one of your kids the next time you give them <laughs> cash for something and you say you how, want change, I'm gonna tell them to buy stamps. How
0: much of a pinch
4: does
2: one have to be in? I don't
0: do you not remember before, that time I went to go get a Diet Coke oh, at Wendy's and I, I didn't remember have, it I didn't well. Have Nine.
2: And it they happens. took it and they took it back? And handed you your card back? That's exactly what happened. And then they y- didn't just give you the drink? No. What's wrong with that Wendy's no, person? They Sam? took it back. What a jerk. No. Sam, they handed Dana, this was right after she started on the show. Yep. They handed her the Diet Coke fountain drink. She hands them her debit card. They go to run the debit card. There is no money on the debit card. They reach out and they say, I'm sorry, ma'am, but your debit card is empty. And they hand Dana her card. <laughs> Then, with that same hand, yep, <laughs> with that same hand, the woman in the Wendy's drive-through reaches out and grabs the soft drink out of Dana's hand and takes it back into the window. And Dana, I'll never forget, comes into the radio station. She had just started. <laughs> she had just started.
0: I was having the year that
2: Scott had last year. Your 2012 was my 2020. The year that I started. Yes. Yes. But it was you got a, a new great year. job that you love. So she came into work. There's a lot of turmoil that year. And she was in the middle of a divorce. Remember? Oh, oh yeah. It,
0: there
1: was, it you were in the middle of a divorce, I'm a jerk. major a job year.
2: change. Yes. And you came in. <laughs> and you said, She comes <laughs> into the newsroom and she goes, She goes, Scott, will you meet me in the back office? And I'm like, Oh God, she's gonna quit. She just started. Yep. We're just getting this show off the ground. We go into the back room and she's like That's exactly what all I wanted was a Diet Coke, and they took it.
4: (laughs) I can confirm from the U.S. Treasury, stamps are not legal tender.
2: They are not legal, so you cannot— Okay, did they used to be? She is just digging.
4: No, I'm
0: serious. Remember, what was it the other day we were arguing about, and I said, I'm telling you, I know I read this somewhere. Oh, that Abraham Lincoln was signing A&L on the Lincoln Memorial, and it turns out that was not true, but it is one of the most— uh, mis- Biggest b- uh, lies on not, the internet. Not a lie. Uh, misconceptions that's out there.
2: Yes.
4: Would you like to guess the last time The stamps were used as legal tender? Yes, seven, I would. Seven, which means seven, they were once. 1790. Uh, no, not quite. Okay. You have a guess. 1867. Whoa. 1862. No way. Boom. I should go on Jeopardy.
2: That's a. Well, you still would have lost. Oh. <laughs> I shouldn't go at 91358. Like the price is right, but with years. So <laughs> no, she's still one it. I was way closer than he was. <laughs> 913-586-7798. Couple of sports notes to bring to your attention. Pete Carroll is out. The Super Bowl winning coach with the Seattle Seahawks has been, uh, I don't want to say fired. He's been removed as head coach of the Seattle Seahawks and placed in an advisory role. You're going to say, and placed in timeout. Well, pretty much placed in timeout. Uh, Seahawks ended their season nine and eight, uh, missed the playoffs. Uh, The Packers got the tiebreaker on that one. Uh, The Seahawks are now the seventh team with a head coaching vacancy. I mean, it's not like they had a horrible season. Nine and eight? It was a winning year? Yeah. Uh, Even Pat McAfee has had enough of Aaron Rodgers. Uh, The ESPN host announcing at the start of the Pat McAfee show today that the Jets quarterback has made his final appearance of the season. Says McAfee, and I quote, there will be a lot of people who who are happy with that, myself included, to be honest with you. The way it ended, it got really loud. I am happy that he is not going to be in my mentions going forward, which is great news.
0: Now, Sam, you... Right, did he say that, or did ESPN direct him to say that? Which
4: one do you think? Probably ESPN directed him to say that, because he and Aaron are good friends. I
0: think a little of both. I think a little of both. And you can still be good friends and say, look, this partnership, because of what has happened, this partnership needs to end.
4: Now, From what I understand, I'm not a religious watcher of the show, uh, so I don't know. But from what I understand, he's not typically on the show outside of the NFL season. So for them to say this is his last appearance, that wouldn't mean anything because the NFL season's over. Well, but you still have the playoffs and the Super Bowl. Right, but in previous years, he has stopped joining the show. at the start of the playoffs.
2: Uh, McAfee said in a statement, Aaron Rodgers is a Hall of Famer, a four-time MVP, a massive piece of the NFL story. Whenever you go back and tell it, he will be a huge part of it. We are very lucky to get the chance to chat with him and learn from him. Some of his thoughts and opinions do piss off a lot of people. I am pumped. That will no longer be every single Wednesday of my life, which it has been for the past few weeks. On Friday, obviously, I threw us into the fire as well. Forever, stand by that. Everything else, though, just can't do that and not what we want to be known for. I have no idea what I just read.
4: Uh, That is a word salad from somebody who's trying to save face.
2: Well, let's be honest about what this really is. This is Pat McAfee and ESPN doing everything that they can not to get sued.
0: Let me give you another example that kind of takes the legal aspect out. But Anderson Cooper and Kathy Griffin, for years, had a very popular New Year's Eve ball drop show. Mm-hmm. And then Kathy Griffin went out, made a uh, comment that we won't get into here. Are you talking about the severed Donald Trump about head? About the head. And Anderson Cooper was personally upset about that. And I think CNN stepped in and said... This is such a firestorm. We are severing this relationship. They never spoke since, by the way. They have not spoken since. I didn't know that. And then this year, they repaired Anderson Cooper with Andy Cohen. And did you read, the ratings were up, way up this year, because they were allowed to drink on the air again. Really? Yes. Yes. Which was always a huge turnoff well, for me. For me too, it had gotten way out of control. I remember Don Lemon going, "I love you." Yeah, love and then you they do just it. giggle about nonsense. Well, this year I think it was a little more reined in, but they were doing some shots and kind of giggling, but it wasn't. It wasn't what it was. See, Several years ago, it was out of control. I
2: don't find that entertaining in the least, and this is coming from a guy who used to drink a lot. I know. I, I do not... And maybe it's because I used to drink a oh, lot. I do not find watching people drink... Entertaining. On, no. I don't find that entertaining in the least. I, I find it actually quite annoying. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Uh, speaking of addiction, Matthew Perry alleged that he was clean and sober for 19 months leading up to his shocking death. However, a new report claims that that was not the case. The friend star... Uh, who shot to global fame after landing the role of sarcastic Chandler Bing on the hit sitcom, found dead in his home in Los Angeles on October 28th. He was 54. Uh, friends say that the actor near the end of his life was sober. However, three sources telling Us Weekly that is not true.
1: Okay, but
0: wait, wait, wait. the, the uh, autopsy showed he did not have anything in his system that was not prescribed to be there.
2: Let's take it that he had, way. He, had a, uh, he died of acute effects of ketamine. That's what the autopsy And
4: the said. autopsy went on to say that the amount of ketamine found in his body was not typical for a standard uh, psychotherapy treatment that he was undergoing. Okay. okay. Undergoing?
0: Yeah.
2: Underwent? Underwent.
4: Underwent. Thanks.
2: Uh, it says here, uh, sources say uh, that he would friend women on the dating app raya r-a-y-a raya never mm. heard of it but okay uh he would apparently fa- tender for celebrities is that right according to the story yeah oh good lord he, he would friend these women encourage them to hey come over to my house let's hang out and bring drugs
0: ah uh, that breaks my heart hmm. and then in his book he wrote he never found love or thought he could find love because he always thought in the back of his head the women just wanted his name or his fame or his money. And I think he was surrounded by people who loved him and, and friends who loved him, but probably died one of the loneliest men in America. That's so sad. So sad.
2: Yeah. Um, sources also telling Us Weekly that he was verbally, emotionally, and, and often physically abusive, um, say the sources, three of them, he was not a horrible human being, but he was so warped in his addiction that he was not himself and the man that he should have been. That's not abnormal. No. Well, this is sad. Terribly sad. Terribly sad. All right. Okay.
0: But it doesn't mean his death was anything other than accidental. I mean, it's still an accidental death. It's very, very sad.
2: I, 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 I still have. I've been watching Friends uh, with. Well, I still I, I watch it every night when I go to bed. Uh, it's weird watching it now. Yeah. N- knowing, because Chandler Bing was always my favorite character. But
0: you've always said you can separate the art from the I artist. Can,
2: I can. Is it just because it's too soon? I'm still watching it.
0: Yeah, but is it, it that his death just happened, and so when you see it, you're like, ah. Oh. Because I yeah. watched that Sunset sure. 60 on the Sunset Strip or whatever it's called. Yeah. He's very, very good in that, and it's hard not to think. And his character also struggled with sobriety. It's hard not to think, oh, what if, what if, what if.
2: Quick break for the news here at the top of the hour. Dan Weinbaum has that coming up in less than three minutes. Telephone number here is 913-586-7798.
0: Thanks for listening to the Dana and Parks podcast. Remember, you can catch us online anytime at KMBZ.com.